All right, let's start it up. Let's start it up. What does it all mean? I'm your host, Jimmy Lewis, and it is August 28th, 29th, between one of those. This show's gonna be about uh, women and music, but I had to start it with with the Stones because, unfortunately, this week Charlie Watts passed away at 80, at the young age of 80. God, scared the shit out of me again. Let's get to the cat. Busting the door open like the cops. Yes. Give me one second, everyone. I have to close the door now because the cat is back to its shenanigans. What's up, Sue? What's up? What's up, Julia? is healthy, happy, and kicking the door open. Kicking the door open. Okay. So anyways, let's get into the show. I'm going to try to close the door one more time. This has happened before, by the way. All my cats are healthy. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Technical difficulties with the cat. Uh, If you want to buzz in at the end of the show, like um, at like 11.45, that's when people can request to come in because I said it before, uh, the audio gets all jacked up when I get a guest on right away. But if any of you want to be a guest on the show for like the whole 45 minutes, let me know. Uh, You can DM me. I've got about two or three more shows for this season. And we will be taking a break for like two weeks. And uh, yeah, time's going by fast. Time is going by fast. Yes, and the the most important thing is Mr. Magoo is healthy. Both cats are healthy. And needy as always. All 
Alright, so let's get into some news. Like I said, Charlie Watts passed away from the Rolling Stones. It's horrible. Uh, someone also that passed away is a friend of mine named Ken Sareb. He, uh, if any of you are part of the, the Space Fire uh, listening room on Facebook, he was a big contributor. He would, uh, he sang songs and played guitar and I would post him all the time for the last probably 10 years. Known him for like 25 years. He unfortunately passed away of COVID. And I uh, just want to send some prayers out to him and his family. It's crazy. And Charlie Watts. It's really crazy. And then other news, we had that stuff go down in Afghanistan. People getting killed. It's like the Wild West again. World's like the Wild West in 2021. Aliens are coming for us. <laughs> it's truly sad though. These these uh these soldiers, 13 soldiers and like 90 Afghan people. It's horrible. The world is, is really, it's out of control. I don't know what the solution is. Maybe hand the keys over to the women. Is that what it is? Hand the keys over to the women. I think it's a, a good, uh, a good start. I think the men have been in control for too long, right? They don't seem to be doing too well. I wonder if other in other civilizations there are like, you know, women leaders that are just like, just excelling because they don't always um, have to be so violent. There's plenty of violent women out there, don't get me wrong. But I feel that that typically women are on that nurturing side of like trying to help things. Where men try to just take it apart, you know? So this is one woman that uh that when I saw this 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 band at UCI in like the nineties. This is Bikini Kill. I saw them in like a coffee shop in uh, in the nineties and ironically I was looking for Kurt Cobain because I knew that he was a big fan and hung out and uh, and I saw this Kathleen Hanna just screaming above everybody and just being super confident and just dominating music. And I was like, holy shit, I want to do that. You know, I seen Kathleen Hanna for the first time was like, made me go, I want to do that. Seeing this powerful girl just screaming her. And I wasn't supposed to be there because, like, you know, 
dudes didn't fit in at, at, these, at this bikini kill show, but I didn't care. I was like, dude, these chicks rock. I saw them recently too at the their reunion. They're really good. So we're going to talk about women, women in rock and women in history. What does it all mean? And uh, I don't believe in conspiracies, but I do believe in suppression of information and, and uh, ideas and thoughts. And, and uh, I heard like two weeks ago, somebody said that, you know, a lot of women in history have been suppressed, not just in music, but just in history, have been suppressed because of the male dominant uh, thinking, you know, like having that thought of, well, what if woman, the woman led the culture, would it really be so bad? And, uh, you know, that made me think, I was like, that's true. How many really famous women can you, can you, can you name, you know? And that's, that's where it starts to get interesting, you know, like I think of Joan of Arc, I think of like, you know, you guys can think of any, give it to me. And that's where I feel that, you know, I feel that, uh, you know, musicians, of course, is a different thing. But, like, historically, I sometimes feel that uh, information is suppressed. And people have, um, st- start some conspiracy theories right here, right now. Let's do it. talking about uh what's going on greg we were talking about uh famous women in history and the music you know we're getting into the music thing now but uh i was i was trying to brainstorm of like the famous women in history i came up with joan of arc you know of course we have you know uh, sally sally ride like it's just it's tough i feel that a lot of uh, information has been suppressed but musicians of course you know, I was just talking about Kathleen Hanna and uh, Alanis Morissette, of course, she rips, you know. But the person I've been obsessed with lately, musically, is uh, Amy Winehouse. So, and I ran into, uh, I ran into Craig this week. Uh, he was on a episode a couple, about a month ago. It was awesome to see him. If you guys want to check it out, it's in the stories. You can see it on his page as well. Just jump in there. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, as I grow older, it, it it's harder for me to entertain new music. And I'll just be honest, that's, that's real. You know, uh, I get stuck in the time frames that I'm accustomed with, you know, uh, I love music because you can just 
keep going back and back and back, and I think I've probably gone to about the, maybe the 30s, 20s. I have some records that go back to the 20s, but, you know, I'm Gen X, so it's hard for me to go past Gen X, and so I feel that once you get past your generation comfort zone, that's when things uh, get interesting. So I remember uh, hearing about Amy Winehouse and, uh, you know, of course, hearing the, the, the famous rehab song that just blew up over the world, but I didn't know anything about her. She, she was gone before it even before it was even intangible for me to, 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 to listen to. And I always knew that I was going to get into to, uh, to her. Like, I don't know if you guys have had, had that happen where you're like, like the first time I heard Bob Dylan, I was like 15. And I was like, I don't really understand this, but one day I will. And then by the time I was like 20, I was like, Bob Dylan is like better than, you know, half the shit I've ever heard in my life or more than half. So same with this. You know, like, I think we sometimes push off, um, push off things that we know that we're going to love, and especially when people pass away because of the, uh, emotional attachment, you know, like, I feel that we, we tend to, we tend to fall in love with the people that we, uh, that we, we listen to, because there's something about music, there's something about the, the fuzzy waves that go through and, and the honesty in real musicians that come across that that us the listeners get to you know feel like we know that person you know and I think uh, Amy Winehouse is definitely one of those people you know like like so many people thought they knew John Lennon they would show up to his house and like ask for the questions of what does it all mean you know and he didn't know any more than than I do you know, so, uh, I think, uh, people that are, are going through depression and, and don't necessarily fit in so much in the world kind of gravitate towards music more. And I think this person, you know, Amy Winehouse is definitely one of those people, uh, Janis Joplin, like, I, I think it, it goes hand in hand. And uh, I was doing some research with Amy Winehouse, and uh, she she said something that that you know that totally sparked something in me. And like during the pandemic, I've I've not wanted to play music at all. I've just been really I've been depressed myself. So I was watching this documentary about her, and uh, she just picks up the guitar and she's playing, and she's like, yeah, like like you can you can play this for like an hour and cure kind of the depression and sometimes even being a musician I forget that you know so it made me want to pick up my guitar again and uh simple things like that like the things that you really love can cure the depression and you don't have to go on crazy pills and you know get get numb sometimes creation and it doesn't have to be a guitar it can be whatever you love to do and sometimes I forget what I love to do I didn't even want to do this tonight honestly I was going to go to sleep but then I felt like maybe people wanted to hear what you know what Amy Winehouse sounds like I didn't know she was so young as well she started when she was like 
Like she was already in the limelight at like 18 years old. That is fucking crazy. 18, she was just a natural. I'm not sure what age she passed. But uh, there's a really good documentary about her and Mark Ronson. That's who uh, I've been into recently. Mark Ronson, Amy Winehouse, Q-Tip. Julia, she says, your music is the best. It brings joy. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I've been uh, a little discouraged just because of the pandemic. You know, we're not allowed to really, I won't say we're not allowed to, but uh, I'm not comfortable with even being around people right now. And this is a whole separate topic, but I still have like PTSD from, from the pandemic where I don't, I don't want to get too close to people in a small area, especially at a show. And, uh, somebody offered us tonight to play, uh, like a nice gig and I just turned it down cause I'm, I'm not comfortable, but sooner or later, sooner or later, I'll do it. But I think that's what led to the podcast is because I needed some kind of outlet because the depression starts to creep up and if you can go play music somewhere even if you're playing on the corner by yourself you know busking to some people or busking to yourself it's more it's like meditative you know it's like a, a meditative form where you can work out your problems and uh sometimes when you do it in front of people it, it helps other people you know and And I think that that's what people identify with. I think people identify with uh, the pain of like singers and and, uh, musicians because usually most of them are going through some weird stuff, you know, and uh, that's what makes it raw and refreshing because you get to see a real human being instead of all of these, um, you know, manufactured pop singers but even some of the pop singers are really good as well so I think music definitely is a special thing and I think seeing it coming from females whether it be a bass player whether it be a singer whether it be a guitar player I think it just the feminine form in music is needed and it has a, uh, a certain quality that that complements the male but what's becoming interesting is having, you know, people that are, are, you know, now neither, you know what I'm saying? Like people that are, uh, consider themselves like the new gender, the new gender offset. That's going to be interesting, you know, what's that going to add? And I think that's the future of music, you know, so... I've seen Bjork several times. Uh, she's awesome. I saw her in the Sugar Cubes like in the 90s, and then I saw her at the Tibetan Freedom concert, I think, and a couple other places. 
She's a strong woman. I think strong women are awesome. I like the, the video when she, uh, when she has her kid and she asks the, uh, you know, the interviewer to not take a picture and he does anyway and she just takes him out. It's awesome. That's, that's more punk rock than, than any dude. So yes, I think, you know, Amy Winehouse is dope. I think Bjork's dope. Like I said, Atlantis. What, what are some of your favorites, everybody? What are, what are your favorites? Bjork once said that Bob Dylan doesn't really write songs. He just writes poems and puts music over it or something like that. I'm kind of paraphrasing. And I think that's, it made me mad for a while. Like I wouldn't listen to Bjork for like a year, but then I got over it obviously because Bjork is awesome. So some of uh, some of my other favorite people musically, of course Dolly Parton is amazing. She does she does stuff like she just donated like a million dollars to COVID research like before we had the, the vaccine. Uh, Julia said Susie Susie Sue of course that was my first concert ever. Uh, I was like 12 years old, I saw the creatures, and to see Susie just being so fierce and, and so strong up there, uh, it was awesome. She really was, uh, she was great, and I've seen Susie probably like 12 times since, I, I never miss her, and since I'm in Orange County, uh, she, there's a big scene for like the, the goth, or you know, the, the goth alternative scene here. So, I don't think she, she performs anymore, but she's awesome. She's definitely awesome. I remember there was a concert in, um, where you're at, Julia, in London, and it was like Yoko Ono, and it was Susie, and it was like a week long, and it was something crazy. It was like 10 years ago. I wanted to go to that so bad. Yes, definitely Susie. She's a strong woman. Like, that's what I said, like, strong women are where it's at, like, but, you know, all women are cool, you know? Like, all, all people are cool, but I like women that preferably, you know, aren't afraid to go up there and, and uh, sing their heart out. I love the Cocktail Twins. They're pretty amazing. So I'll tell you another uh, band that's kind of more Los Angeles based, but uh, they definitely inspire me to create music. And uh, 
the cocktail twins do as well. So, uh, but, uh, quick, quick, before I get into that, quick, quick thing about the cocktail twins. They, I had to look it up, but when you listen to them, it sounds like they're saying a whole bunch of things. They're really not. It's all like, it's all their made up language. And like the Mars Volta does that too. Like they have their own made up language, their own made up words. And uh, when you know that, it's almost like they're making up like a, they're making up their own world. You know, like with all kinds of things, you know, caterpillars and, and I think it's, it's harder to write songs with words that don't really make sense or mean anything, you know, and I won't say that, but I, I feel that they do mean something. And so it, it's, it would be harder for me to write a song in a language that like I made up and sing it with conviction that it would be to like something that I had with words. So, greetings Michelle, what's up? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday everybody. Talking about, we're talking about women and music and what it has to do, uh, you know, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? Preferably, I like to watch women uh, musicians more because I just feel maybe because I'm a man, I, I want to see the opposite. But uh, the the other um, band that I was talking about in Los Angeles is uh, this band called Concrete Blonde. And Concrete Blonde lost. They're from Los Angeles, like from Hollywood, '80s. They were big in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, they still probably have a huge cult following now. But uh, I remember when I was like 13, uh, you know, maybe 14, I started seeing them in Los Angeles. And uh, they opened up for No Doubt or, or No Doubt opened up for them, whatever it was. And, and uh, I had seen them at another place, like the Shrine or something. and. I remember I had these bad tickets and I just wanted to see them so bad and and it was when music was still just super magical for me like I, I everything was just crazy about it watching it live up on stage was like just super magical I didn't understand it I wanted to figure it out so I remember just going to the front of the stage and like like I'd probably be like fourth row or something and uh and just watching the lead singer, Johnette, just like pour her heart out and just like, just sing like crazy and do all these different tones, these pitches, uh, have like conviction, like speak her mind and have power. And that's, that's awesome to see. And I remember just standing there and it was a moment in my mind, like where I was just sitting there going like, this is what I want to do. You know, like I want to be that girl up on up on stage singing like that, and that's ironic because I'm a guy, but that's what I thought. You know, and to this day, I like I this 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 album's called Bloodletting. I listen to this album probably once a month at least, and uh, 
they don't even play anymore, which is which sucks. So, but my my point is like seeing this powerful woman up there just singing her heart out and, and telling telling it like it is. That's that's inspiring. Definitely inspiring. Oh, Julia said Yoko Ono. Look, I think I'm wearing a Yoko Ono shirt. If you guys can see this, I am actually wearing a Yoko Ono shirt right here. For the people that that are on the audio part of this, I'm wearing Yoko Ono's Grapevine shirt. Yoko Ono is a whole other universe. Whole other universe. Complete other universe. I've seen her, um, I've seen Yoko one time at the Orpheum Theater and it was amazing. I would go and see her every single show that I could. It was entertaining all the way through. She she played with the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. She played with, uh, oh, there were so many people there. There was, I think, Lady Gaga, and she played with Lady Gaga. It was just this whole, whole, like, almost hippie, new, new age scene about 10 years ago. And Carrie Fisher was there. Uh, Princess Leia, she was there, and she was like doing uh, some speech. It was awesome. So, yes, definitely Yoko Ono. She was definitely, uh, she created a whole genre of music, and that's what people don't realize. Like, when she started doing all that screaming and uh, just like that, that crazy avant garde art, uh, people like the B 52s they took a hold of it and uh even blondie like took a hold of this this the sound of yoko ono just just breaking rules and that's what yoko would do and and it would piss people off it piss it pisses a lot of guys off like oh yoko Ono, she broke up the beat of all bullshit dude she was just like she was balls out she didn't care she she was like just her and I think that's what John really respected, a strong woman. That's what, that's what you should respect, a strong woman, you know, because they can change the world, right? They can change the world. So, Yoko is definitely a strong woman, and I'm glad that she's still alive. Patty Smith, definitely. Aretha Franklin, Tina Turner, I'm getting all of these great answers. I've seen Patti Smith, I think. I'm pretty sure she played a, way back in the 90s, she played uh, like the Tibetan Freedom concert. I was really young, I didn't know who she was, but I saw her. Another one of my favorites is Erica Badu. First time I heard horses, I fell in love. Yes. Isn't that, is, I was saying that earlier, it's weird how you fall in love with these people, right? You know? Like, you can feel love in, in, in the message that they're trying to per, portray. And sometimes I think that's just the human message, right? Like, watching someone up on stage and, and, and singing singing their song is watching the human experience 
And I think that's what we're all, like, that's what we're kind of all hypnotized by. When you're sitting in the crowd, just sitting there watching, you're, you're like, wow, what, what is this human experience? Why are we all moving our heads back and forth and just grooving? And, and the person up there, how is she just having us all hypnotized like that? You know, it's a special thing. It's not easy, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. First time I, I saw I, I saw Erica Badu at uh, some concert like Coachella or something, and one day uh, Lauren Hill was playing, the other Erica Badu was playing, and, and I'm not going to compare the two, but Erica Badu was just she owned, like she just owned, and it's interesting because you know I saw all these people just being super uptight in the crowd and. I, I remember just closing my eyes and just grew into the flow and as soon as I was comfortable everyone around me was comfortable and I opened up my eyes and everybody was uh, was dancing you know and I thought it's it's weird what every effect every what every little effect that you have you know especially the ones that you, you like the thoughts that you want to go against like oh man if I dance right now people are gonna make fun of me and because that's that's in all of our heads you know, if I just start dancing right now, everyone's gonna make fun of me. And that's really not it. It's usually like one person sees one person dancing and grooving their head, then the other person starts grooving, then the next person starts grooving, and then everybody starts dancing. We're all like a tribe like that. We all wanna really dance. Julie says Diana Ross, definitely. I love the lead singer of Lush. Um, I forget her name, like Nikki Burns something, she's rad. You guys seen Lush? Who else? Who else? See what happened to Lilith there. That's what I'm saying. Like the there's a lot I feel there's so many more male artists than there are female artists. You know? But of course there's Janice. We can get into Janice, which is uh, like, you know, a whole different thing. Julius is in my stomach, is dancing. All right, let's get into Janice. Like, the one thing that I just tried to watch a documentary about Janice, and the whole, the whole documentary was just her singing the whole time. And I was like, okay, why don't you tell me some information? And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, the information is the singing. Like Janice really was the person that was singing. She was that person that you heard up on stage, breaking her heart, telling you who she was and not afraid to do it. And that's what was interesting about the documentary. The documentary just let the music tell the story. And I've always loved Janice from the first time I heard her. Like the first time I heard that, I was like, dude, whatever that is, whatever sound that is, is cosmic, you know? Definitely a powerhouse. And uh, 
one thing I know about Janice is like when she hits those really high, high, you know, notes, it's because she, she didn't know how to hit them, so she'd be nervous, so she would just like, she would speed them up and then just go super high, but that, that's what gave it that, that rawness. Yeah, she was something different. What can you say about Janice, you know? She was just super real and wanted to be understood. And I think I think that's the same thing with the Amy Winehouse. You know, you have these these people that like pass away too young. Amy Winehouses, the Janices. These people break my heart, you know, they completely break my heart because they should still be here. Because their music's that good and they were that 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 cool of people and I don't want to mean cool like Fonzie I mean cool like they were just cool people they showed us how to live in their little brief amount of time and I think that's important you know they they showed us how to be raw they showed us how to be just vulnerable and to to trust those those or not trust those inner thoughts of, of someone's watching me don't do this you know, when I watched Janice for the first time, I'm like, fuck, dude, just just be you. She's doing you. Like, she's doing her. Like, she's, she's doing who she is. And I think that's what is important. These strong women showing you who you can be, you know? So, Billie Holiday. Alison Moyette. These, this is, these are comments that I'm getting from Julia and Michelle the controversial Courtney Love so this is this is this is what I'm having problems with lately as I get older you know uh, I've always thought that that Courtney Love uh, you know was behind the killing of, of 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 Kurt and you know now the FBI's like weighed in like about three or four months ago released all these new images and just said that the the Seattle PD didn't screw up. They did everything correctly. And I don't know. The, the Courtney Love thing is, you know, if you told me tomorrow some, some information came out and said that, yes, that she killed him, I would be like, yes. And and that's where it's hard for me because I really love Hole. I've always loved Hole. Uh, I think, you know, those albums are great. I think that she's a good, you know, showman but if all of the um if, if you know the information is true whether it be conspiracy or not whether she had something to do with his death you know it, it's tough for me because you know I, i've been looking into this even recently you know and i saw some some post about you know kerr and uh somebody was talking about the el duce you know the, the movie kurt and courtney how el duce at the end of it starts giving names and then the, the comments were like well he's not the most credible person either and it's like you know it's it's hard it's hard so yeah michelle says did it or drove him to it exactly but that's a big deal for me if 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 she drove him to it that's that's different because that means he really pulled the trigger and for me i think i just he's such a big hero in my head 
that I'm like, how could my hero ever kill himself? Like my hero would never kill himself. He, he wouldn't do that. He's not, he's not that dude. Because even now, I'm, you know, I'm Gen X and I'm like, my hero, why would he do that? He had, he had, you know, but then also looking back, you see like, yeah, he had this kid. He had he obviously had a drug problem. Uh, the, the weight of the world was on his shoulders. People expected all this crap out of him. And he probably just wanted to be a dude. And then, yeah, you got Courtney Love and it's, it's tough for me. So I'm constantly up and down with Courtney, Courtney Love and, and one day maybe I'll get to meet her and, and look in her eyes and, and see, what, uh, see what's in there because I don't think we can really judge people until we know. And, and here's another, like another, you know, your pros and cons, like a pro is that like she's still good friends with like Dave Navarro and I just feel that Dave Navarro seems like a really genuine person and I don't think that he would be like friends with you know someone like a killer I really don't I feel that he's like a generally good person and if he knew that that she was behind that he would most likely say something so that's another thing so but my gut says that she did it but but I have no evidence of that, just that, that stupid El Duce comment. So, but it's ongoing, and as long as we're alive, we'll, we'll always know. But here, here it is. If she didn't do it, I feel that she's an awesome musician, and I respect her musically and even acting-wise. Uh, if she did it, she's a horrible person, and she should go to jail. So... Joni Mitchell, of course. Hope Sandoval. If you guys have ever seen Hope Sandoval from Massey Star. Phenomenal. That's one of my favorites ever. Hope Sandoval is this just mysterious, uh, mysterious woman that just comes out and doesn't say much and just plays all the psychedelic music. A lot of controversy with with Nirvana recently with the uh, Marianne Faithful, definitely Nico. What about Nico? You know, there there's tons. Like I was trying to think of like, oh, there's not a lot of women in music, but there are. But what about history? Give me some history. You know, like there's definitely a lot in music, but what about history? That's where I'm having a problem with, and that's where I feel that men have definitely suppressed. Uh, you know, the, the idea of, of women changing the world. Jade Burr from the UK is an excellent emerging new talent. Thank you, Julia. Bjork, yes, I was playing Bjork earlier. Gal Musette, she's uh, an artist in Southern California that's phenomenal. Gal Musette, one of my favorites. Hopefully one day I'll get to work with her, we will see. That's one of my goal, goals, working with chicks that uh, really know how to make music. Uh, the Pretenders, of course. Love the Pretenders. Uh-oh, my cat is like on the mouse. 
That is so funny. Bodacia, the queen who is 95. I don't know who that is. I'll have to check that out. Anyone making it to 95 is awesome. Debbie Harry, definitely, guys. Definitely. These are all comments coming in. Like I said, I definitely prefer music uh, like the Smashing Pumpkins. Like when the Smashing Pumpkins have had Darcy in their group, it was awesome. And it didn't necessarily have to be Darcy. There's there's a Nicole Florentino. She was in it for a while, and and just having a female uh, bass player just mellows out the male testosterone with all these guys just rocking these heavy guitars and this just you know rocking, rocking shit. You have these rocking heavy guitars and then you have a, a, a female dynamic bass player. It makes things so much better. Or even like Sheila E. The queen who is in the royal family. Ah. Ah. I don't know too much about the, uh, the royal family. I should because you know, I did my, uh, what's that stuff, the genealogy, and I told you, I'm, it's like, I, I'm, I'm right from there, I should know where I'm from, I should know where I'm from, You know, a, a sad one is uh, is the cranberries. You know that that kind of bums me out. Mr. Magoo almost uh, sabotaged all of this, but uh, the cranberries that really bummed me out. Anybody from the '90s, you gotta get off the mouse, dude. Like, Mr. Magoo is sabotaging this right here. He doesn't want us to hear. He doesn't want us to hear. I need I need to go to London, definitely. I want to see where my, my heritage is from, everybody. I definitely don't. Definitely do. Definitely do. As soon as traveling and... Uh, Yes, Mr. Magoo, he agreed. As soon as traveling is good to go, and uh, I get some musicians to play with who are waiting patiently, who hopefully will be on some of the season finales of this show. So I've got uh, Rondi Condor Moore coming up pretty soon. She's supposed to be on next weekend. But I think she's got a poetry gig, so I might have to reschedule her. And then Richard, and they're both from one of the bands that I play with, and I'm gonna interview them. And there might be one more special for uh, this season of What Does It All Mean? I'll take your photographs. Definitely, Julia says, I cannot wait. So. I can't wait for the, the, the pandemic, you know, you know, uh, 
I heard that some country, and I'm not sure what it is, but they took COVID off of the, um, took, took it off the list because they got to 80% uh, vaccinations. So once you're 80%, I guess it, it, the whole society is just, you're good to go. And they just did that. And it drives me crazy that, you know, over here in America, we still can't do that. We can't be, we can't get people to, to get together and just get the stupid shot in their arm and, you know, like, you know, but here's the, here's the bad side of that too. I also saw some girl that got the vaccination and it just, it fucked her up so bad that like, she's now eating through a, through a thing in her nose. And it's just like, dude, where's the, where's the happy medium? And so I don't believe in forced vaccinations. I think that everyone should, should get it at their own, their own deal, their own discretion. But uh, I'm glad that I got it. And I, if everyone could get to 80%, then I could get to London and uh, we could all, yeah, see Michelle's, she's in Australia. She's still in lockdown. We are kind of, I mean, here's the ironic thing, Michelle, like, we're not, I'm in Southern California, we're not in lockdown, but we all wear a mask and uh, the people act like they're not, but I am definitely, I still am in lockdown mode and it's not PTSD, it's just with these variants, with this stuff out in the world right now, I still don't feel that it's safe to go out and play music. I don't feel that it's, go out, it's safe to go out and to see music um, this is just my own safety. You know, I want to, I want to stay alive. I want to, I want to make it to 2025. And so if I have to hide in a closet, hide in my room for another year, I will. And I think that's why I do this podcast. You know, um, the podcast is like really the only way to, uh, to express my frustrations. And I think also it was to... It, it, it's to when I got the vaccination I kind of that's when I started the podcast as well so I didn't know it was going to happen to me and so I wanted to document whoa what if, what if I actually ended up dying and like I said I had some problems with it but I'm still alive so I feel that for the for the anxiety part of it I am happy that I got it uh, the minor issues that I had they scared the shit out of me but I'm still alive. So, um, Julia said, can we still hear your music? Uh, yeah, well, of course you can always go to, you know, Spotify and, uh, all the Apple music shit. There's, there's tons of music by me on there somewhere, but, uh, we're not going to be, I won't be playing with any musicians probably in 2021. Uh, I think that's going to be, I think we're a wrap. And so maybe 2022 we'll be able to play. But uh, personally, yeah. It's such a weird time, guys. You know it is. Will I play live streams? I will play live streams as much as I can. But it's just, it's still a weird time. You know, and, and I'm kind of done with the topic of, of the night. So they totally said on the uh, the news this week that 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 the China it was like a, it was a China lab that released 
you know, this, this pandemic. And that's just fucking crazy. Cause the whole, like, we're all just living our lives, just doing our things, like getting coffee next to each other. Like if somebody even like accidentally even pissed on me in, in a, but if somebody pissed on me in a stall, like hit my shoe or something, I'd be like, no big deal. Like that's just life, whatever. Now, if someone sneezes, 10 aisles down, I'm like, I, I, I'm done. I, I, I'm scared, you know, and it's not just me. One of the friends that I talked to this week, she just said that she, uh, she went inside for some Rocky Horror Picture Show or something and she had a panic attack and, and, uh, it, it's just a weird world. So I will do live streams as much as I can. And I, I want to thank you for actually being interested in me playing music, uh, you know, the one thing that I will say musically is that, um, that, you know, watching the Amy Winehouse documentary, it definitely showed me that, like, people that can play music and know how to create it and, you know, have it in their soul should do it and even people that don't should but the people that that have it in their soul and don't do it are kind of uh cheating the system you know so i have a lot of friends that are super good at music but they don't want to write their own music and they don't want to put it out there male or female and i want to applaud the people that do i want to applaud the people that go out there and paint their painting that go out there and take their picture, that go out there and write their song, that go out there and swim whatever ocean they want to swim. That's where it's at, you know? Being you and not letting people bring you down. That's really where it's at, you know? Being like Johnette Napolitano from Concrete Blonde up on the stage just singing her heart out, knowing that she's being genuine and experiencing the human condition that we all are going through and it's forced (laughs) the human condition that we're going through is forced so in saying that we got to make the best of it and i think that's why we have music i think that's why we have art i think that's why we have all these things so we can make consciousness as interesting as possible because when consciousness gets boring that's when depression hits in And depression is a downward spiral for death. Believe me, I know it all too well. So, Julie says, I think I'm happiest being creative. I think me me as well. And when I'm not being creative, or being able to express that, it's it's hard, you know? So, that's what it is. Uh, And I think since we're all going through this this hard time of the the pandemic it's hard to express our creativity but we find our ways like my this my ridiculous podcast what does it all mean you know so what does it all mean i think women in music change the whole dynamic make it beautiful make it feminine and can be masculine at the same time because i think music's genderless but hearing the female voice is powerful 
Uh, women have definitely been suppressed in history. Uh, and I think now that we have the interweb, we can prove that. And we can show how rad women truly are and how they have changed the multiverse forever. So. Thank God for women. Oh, and, and before I forget, the last, also the last uh, two women that have changed my, my world was, was my mom. She would always play like the Pretenders, cool stuff like YouTube, the Pretenders, all kinds of good music. And then my, my aunt Margie, I remember we were driving one time and she was just singing, you know? And I was like, what do you, what do you, how can you sing? She was singing along to the song. And as soon as I saw her singing, I was like, you can do that? I didn't know you could do that. And then once I started singing, it never stopped. So you guys should never stop doing what you're doing. Never stop singing, never stop taking pictures, never stop creating. And until we meet again, next week we're gonna have a show on anxiety. So, all right, everybody. I appreciate you all, all of you. You have a great one. What does it all mean?